Hello everyone, welcome to the Christmas edition of the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. And I wish you a Christmas that is merry and truly blessed. The title of our Christmas message is Peace in a World of Conflict. As we celebrate Christmas this year, I'm sure that we are all aware of many troubles all around us. Terrorism, wars, military coups, violent protests, violent crimes, the list can go on. We are living in days when conflict is all around us. Yet, we are likely to receive Christmas greetings or read Christmas greetings with the word peace. And we may read Bible verses like the following. I'll read these all texts from the New International Version. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Jesus came to us as the Prince of Peace to bring peace. What a wonderful thought. But then we look around us, at our circumstances, at our communities, at the world around us in general, and we don't see much peace. I can fully understand why some would ask questions like, Peace? Really? How can there possibly be peace? Well, situations like these persist. In one sense, they're absolutely right. Wars rage on and on. Ceasefires and truces are short-lived. Terror movements and armed gangs seem unstoppable. Violent crime continues. But in another sense, they are not right. There is a different peace at work. This peace is a peace that can be experienced in the midst of terrifying situations. Now, Jesus warned his disciples, who have in turn warned us by recording his words, that the state of the world is going to go from bad to worse. Listen to his words. Matthew chapter 24 from verse 7. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. You will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Verse 12, because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. John chapter 16 and verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, 
I have overcome the world. Jesus offers us peace in him. It's a different kind of peace. The peace that Jesus offers us is not an absence of conflict or trouble. He said those things are going to come. The peace that Jesus offers us is a peace that we can enjoy in the midst of conflict and trouble. I think a a really powerful picture of this kind of peace can be read about in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 23. Then he, that's Jesus, got into a boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked him, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now here we read of a a situation where Jesus and his disciples were literally in the same boat. The storm was so furious that waves swept over the boat. These fishermen were at serious risk of being washed overboard and drowned. The disciples' state of mind matched their circumstances. They were terrified. They thought that they were about to be drowned. But Jesus' state of mind had nothing to do with their circumstances. He was sleeping peacefully. As I reflected on these things, I came to this conclusion. We lack peace because we seek peace in the wrong places. We seek peace in the form of the absence of conflict and trouble. And because conflict and trouble persist, we don't experience peace. Or we seek peace through other means. We look to other people like friends, counsellors, therapists. We look to things, substances, alcohol, medication, drugs. These may bring some short-term relief, but they don't bring lasting peace because the problems are persisting. And the effects wear off. Some of the things we look to actually add to our troubles. Author and apologist C.S. Lewis made some wise statements about this. He said, Human history is the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. And God can't give us peace and happiness apart from himself. Because there is no such thing. Friends, Jesus offers us true peace. A peace that is real and lasting. His peace is not dependent on circumstances or on people. His peace is dependent purely on himself. And he never changes. Now this peace that Jesus brings us can be experienced in a number of ways. Firstly, we experience peace with God. And you know, until we are at peace with God, we will never experience 
true and lasting peace. Secondly, he brings us inner peace, a place where our souls find rest. His peace also affects our relationships with others, so it can lead to peace with others as we learn to be peacemakers. But sadly, we can only enjoy this to the degree that those people respond positively to us. Some people will not accept our offer of peace. Some people will oppose us simply because they are opposed to Jesus. But we can be assured of the first two. Peace with God and peace within. I don't know about you, but I really want to enjoy this peace. So I close by looking to the Bible to learn how to enter into this peace. And I just want to share two things that we can do that will lead us into this peace. The first is this. Submit your life to the rule of Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus offers or invites us to yoke in with him as one ox is yoked to another so that they can pull a plow together. This is not just a picture of working together. It's a, a picture of us working in submission to Jesus, living in submission to Jesus. We commit ourselves as we yoke in to walking with Jesus and working with Jesus. We commit to living life his way. And when we do that, we find the peace of his presence with us. We also find the security of his protection as he rules over us. If we are in his kingdom, if we are under his rule, if somebody wants to get to us, they have to deal with Jesus first. So the first thing we need to do is submit our lives to the rule of Jesus. Secondly, we need to trust Jesus with our trials. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It sounds dangerously cheesy to say, peace is just a prayer away. But in a very real sense, it is. There is a profound peace that we can find in the presence of God. This text tells us that regardless of the difficulty of the situation that we find ourselves in, we should pray. 
But it tells us more. It tells us how we should pray. And, and we mustn't miss this key point. It tells us that we should pray with thanksgiving. Not that we must become delusional and about our current circumstances, but that we must remember what God has already done for us and thank Him for these things. You know what happens when we thank God for the things that He has done? This releases gratitude, thankfulness into our hearts. And when we remember that God has done miracles in our past, this gives us fresh hope. When we remember that He has brought us through a severe trial before, this helps us to trust Him to bring us through this one. As gratitude and as fresh hope rise up within us, a peace settles upon us, within us. As the text says, this peace transcends all understanding. It doesn't make logical sense in terms of our situation. As a friend once said to me, I still trust him. I don't know why. His circumstances said one thing, but as he looked to Jesus and as he looked to what Jesus had done in his life, a peace settled on him and he could trust him. Friends, the storm can rage on, but we can sleep soundly. We can enjoy peace that transcends understanding in the midst of trouble, in the midst of conflict. Let me conclude. As we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Jesus coming to us as the Prince of Peace. He doesn't offer to remove the conflicts and stresses of the world from our lives, but he offers us a true peace which stays steady in the midst of conflicts and stresses around us. This true peace that he offers us includes peace with God and peace within. We can enter into this remarkable place of peace that is beyond our understanding by submitting our lives to Jesus and by trusting Jesus with our trials. When Jesus is our King, we get to enjoy His leadership, protection and provision. We soon learn that He is absolutely capable of looking after us in every respect. And this gives us peace, even in the midst of the storms of life. May you find and enjoy the peace of Jesus. Amen.